Okay, hi folks, and welcome to the Undo Anxiety Podcast. I'm Dr. John Duffy. Thank you for protecting a few minutes um, for myself and my thoughts here uh, today. Um, feels like Groundhog Day. Um, Stoneman Douglas School, a name I am just now familiar with coming out of some sessions today um, in Parkland, Florida, is... Uh, to be added to a an increasingly long, painful list of schools, locations in America where there have been these mass shootings. Columbine, Sandy Hook, Vegas, Parkland, Florida, everywhere. Um, we could go on and on. I could spend the whole podcast just listing um, places where these things have happened, places where these things have happened recently. Um, I don't know all that much about what happened here. I don't know much about the shooter. I I don't know much about the kids. I know the school has about 3,000 in its student body. Um, From what I can tell, just looking on social media, Twitter, um, in between sessions here, uh, it would appear as if there are 17 15 dead, maybe 20, more than that injured. Um, I've seen video already of some of the things that have happened in there, as I'm sure have you, and I'm sure um, details are going to be trickling in. I see already the name of the gunman, and I'm I'm not going to say that name because I know things like that have caused problems in the past. Um, But I felt compelled to offer some thoughts because just, just... Flipping through the Twitter sphere a little bit here, um, I can see that people are drawing battle positions on this. We should have fewer guns, and then this wouldn't happen. And we should have more guns, and then this wouldn't happen. We should have metal detectors in every school, and then this wouldn't happen. Um, we should be stronger on crime, and then this wouldn't happen. We should eliminate violent video games from our adolescent boys' repertoire. And then this wouldn't happen. Yes, battle lines are drawn. Sounds eerily, painfully, exhaustingly familiar. Whatever. Um, What I'm thinking about is um, what this reminds me of. And when I was new to this gig, I believe the date was April 19, 1999. And that was the date of the Columbine shooting. And I was um, just days from being uh, licensed as a psychologist. And so this was my introduction into my profession. And, um, and we decided we were going to find these trench, mo- trench coat mafia kids and we were going to, um, you know, profile them and um, you know, kind of get to them before they got to the rest of the student body because these were the bad guys. And if we could find the bad guys, we would be in good shape. Um, and uh, now 20 years on, I think about how ridiculously foolhardy that was um, and how far we were off the mark. And I'm struck by the images of that day, and I think a lot of us have seen them. I read a book about Columbine, um, and, and it reminds me just so much of the images 
I'm seeing today, except that now we have ways of capturing images now, uh, today that we didn't have then. And so they are more terrifying um, and, and more in your face and, 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 uh, and apparent. And we know what these kids went through. We know what some of these kids' final moments were, were probably like. Um, and 20 years on, um, I have grown to love this generation of kids. I can't, I, I can't say it any um, shorter than that. I, I, I love teenagers. I think they're, to a person, amazing people, um, brilliant. And uh, I like how raw they are, how um, honest they are, how much they're seeking you know, the right things for themselves and for the people around them, how much they care. Um, but I'm also struck by, after more than 20 years of doing this gig and working with this age group, I'm struck by how much pain they're in, how much they are missing. Our kids are hurting. So we could add guns, subtract guns, add video games, subtract video games. We can politicize the shit out of this whole thing and once again, once again, miss the entire friggin' boat because here's the bottom line, and this is what I sincerely believe. Our kids are hurting, and more of them are hurting more badly than most of us have any idea. What surprises me about what happened in Parkland, Florida today is that things like this don't happen more often. But what does happen more often is kids are um, committing suicide. What happens way more often than it used to is that kids are experiencing depression and anxiety and specifically suicidal thoughts. I've been sharing with a few people lately that one thing I hear over and over again, and I have heard this week, this brief week in my office more than once, is I'm not suicidal like I'm going to do something, but I don't care if I live or die. I've heard this over and over and over again from young people with everything to live for, with, with amazing qualities, but they don't see them because of the comparisons that are drawn because of fear and judgment and ego in families and in themselves. Um, and so a lot of our young people don't care if they live or die. Is it any wonder that at least some of them, on occasion, with the right degree of pathology, pain, anger, loneliness, is it any wonder that some of them don't care that other people die? that they don't want that to be their legacy. Should we be so friggin' surprised by this, really? Because when we politicize this stuff, which, which I know we are going to do, this is one of those evenings where I am not going to be able to sit and watch CNN and Fox News and MSNBC and the local network news and find some kind of degree of humor in the comedy of, you know, legislation and the folly of trying to legislate morality and all this crap because on days like this, it isn't funny. 
it isn't funny because people are dying. People are literally dying. This is my biggest fear about our young people is that they are so sad, hurting so badly. And I promise you, I'm not making any excuses for this shooter or the Sandy Hook shooter or anybody else. People should pay for the crimes they commit. But if we can catch these things long before the fact, and if we can recognize what children need, what young people need in their lives, and what they need, it's not that complicated, man. It really isn't. This is one of the most frustrating things in my life, in my career. Young people need connection, blah, blah, blah. What does that mean, Dr. Duffy? They need to be connected to peers. They need to be connected to their parents. They need to feel like my, my wife so beautifully puts it so frequently. They need to see the light in your eyes. They need to see the light in somebody's. Otherwise, the lights go out. And then they don't give a shit what happens next. They don't care if they live or die. And on occasion, like today, they don't care if somebody else lives or dies. May as well go out in a blaze of glory. Right? Um, they need engagement. They need things to do. They need something to care about. And they need us to guide them toward those things. Even if we're not sure what those things are, we need to guide them toward something. So us being passive as parents, us looking the other way, eh, what's a few extra hours on the phone? Or you know what, they're not going to do homework anyway if, uh, you know, no matter what I do or no matter what I say, they're certainly not going to join that team or try out for that club. Pull the damn parent card, man, because, because people are dying. It's not just about, hey, I'd love, I want my kid to be well-rounded and get into a really good school. No. This is cultural. This is societal. This is on all of us. This is on all of us. I can't say that clearly enough. We're all responsible for shifting the culture here. And if we can shift the culture, I am certain that the problem has... Listen, I, I, I am not a big fan of, fan of guns. If somebody just decided to do away with the Second Amendment, fine, great. I'm happy with that, actually. But do I think that's the problem? Honestly, do I think that's the core of it? No. No, it's bigger than that. Kids need to be connected. They need to be engaged. They need to have something to give a shit about in order to stick around because I will repeat too many kids don't care if they wake up tomorrow kids with lives that look good on paper don't care if they wake up tomorrow in America in our America this is how a lot of our kids feel right um, they don't feel heard. They don't feel unconditionally accepted. They don't feel understood. Because a lot of us as parents, um, as adults and mentors and people, peers in kids' lives, we're not listening. We're not paying attention. We're still not hearing everything we need to hear. We might not be bullying the way we used to bully but we're not focusing. We're not eye to eye with other people. And so these things happen. So we, way too many of our young people feel ashamed 
not just ashamed of something they've done. These people feel ashamed of who they fundamentally are. They are not sure, they are not convinced, in the least, that they are even decent human beings. So we, parents especially, we need to take a pause. And we need to show our kids that we accept them wholly. No matter what's going on, they are accepted. They are loved unconditionally. Um, Julie and I, when we're on the podcast together, we talk a lot about um, uh, unconditional positive regard, which is among the gentlest of all the psychological interventions. But if you think about what that means, unconditional positive regard. If our kids knew that we felt that for them, if every kid knew that there was an adult out there in this world that felt that for them, I honestly believe that this stuff wouldn't happen, certainly wouldn't happen with this kind of frequency. So, yeah, I think we need a kinder, kinder, gentler, less harsh world. Mostly we need to recognize the degree to which our kids are hurting, and we need to be there for them, hardcore, on the worst day. This is why I'm such a pain in the ass about availability and taking our own fear and our own judgment and our own ego and eradicating that as best we can and being available, lit up for that kid who feels alone and desperate or worse, alone and couldn't care less whether I live or die. This is the phenomenon I think we're looking at. And this is is not a fluke, people. Do not make the mistake of thinking that I am talking about a small segment of the population or that I'm talking about a self-selected group of kids who happen to be in therapy or anything like that. I'm telling you that there is something just shy of universal about this. So if you're not sure, and I'm going to say that most of us, especially parents of teenagers, were not sure how our kids feel. Because I can tell you, having been a teenager myself, sitting across from a kid this week who could smile his way through Armageddon, I promise you, you can't tell. My parents couldn't tell, and I was having panic attacks on the daily. So if you're not sure, this is the day to check in. This is the night. Um, I want to say... This is the last podcast you're going to hear from me like this. I really do. Um, I want to say I'm wrong. I want to say, you know what? If we could just get rid of the video games, the violent video games. We're good to go. This isn't going to happen again. That's it. It's the end. Stoneman Douglas is the last one. I don't believe that. I think it's deeper than that. And I think if we can get to a place where our kids feel connected, engaged, heard, accepted, understood, fully unconditional, positive regard, then I think we're pretty much done with this stuff. Um, my, ugh, my thoughts and my prayers and my love go out to these people. And I grieve just like I did for Columbine, man. I grieve for everything 
that isn't going to happen in these beautiful young lives. The laughter that's not going to take place. The music that isn't going to be made. The children that aren't going to be born. The grandkids. I grieve all of that. And I want to say that I hope these children rest in peace, but good God, man, they're too young to rest in peace. It's time to move, right? Let's not let this happen anymore, guys. Let's see what we can do about it. And let's have a real discussion about it that's not just politics. Let's be human. And then I think we're going to find our answers. Please. And if anybody has a thought about how to create a movement, at least a discussion in this regard, please let me know. I promise you I will not laugh at you. I will join with you. Um, but for now, to Parkland, Florida, um, peace be with everybody in that town. We agree with you. I promise you I agree with you deeply. And um, my God, if, if the legacy for your enormous, unfathomable losses is the end of all of this, God, I hope it's worth it. I hope it means something to you parents who have lost children here on Valentine's Day of all damn days. Um, again, deeply, deeply sorry for your losses. Um, let's all try to do better in a human way. Undo Anxiety Podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find this podcast online at iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, LiveLeadPlay.com, which is affiliated with IPEC Coaching School, and WGN Plus. On my website, there's a free parenting program, uh, drjohnduffy.com. If you are a parent, I strongly encourage you to check that out. Uh, some really good ideas there. Uh, if you have thoughts or ideas uh, for this podcast or for someone you know would like to be a guest on this podcast, uh, please email me at johngduffy at drjohnduffy.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next time on the Undo Anxiety Podcast.